Hello and welcome to Ashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. <laughs> and uh, we're doing a first for us. We are not going to talk about a movie. We are going to talk about a TV show. It's uh, a new TV show. It's a couple weeks old now. Uh, and it was made, um, aired on Amazon Prime. And it's called The Boys. And it's based off of a comic book series by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. And The Boys is set in a similar reality to ours, but different in the sense that there are a lot of superheroes. There's a plethora of superheroes uh, that are in the world. And they are um, you know, living among us, and they have their own headquarters, and they do like book deals, movie deals, and you know they 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 do the type of you know superhero thing where they save people and whatever. But there's a as we learned fairly quickly, there's a dark underbelly um, to these superheroes. So they are not all that they seem to be uh, publicly, and things get kicked off. And I will say this before we continue: we are we are going to just be talking about this whole eight episode first season of the boys. Um, so spoilers and all. So if you haven't watched it yet, maybe just wait and, 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 and until you know you've seen it before listening to this. But if you've seen it and you just kind of want to hear what a couple of guys think about it, then, <laughs> then listen on. Um, so I will say that the episode one kicks off uh, with uh, the main character uh, Hugh Huey, played by Jack Clay, uh, and his girlfriend is actually accidentally murdered, killed by um, one of the superheroes. And that sort of sets him off on this uh, anger and path of vengeance against the superheroes. And, and yeah, so anyway, that's enough of me <laughs> talking about it. So what did you think? Um, well, I'm really of mixed feelings about this show. Um, I like the concept, you know, the whole kind of satire of superheroes and, um, you know, having a dark side and... Um, it's it's kind of a, the antithesis of what we've seen in the, you know, many, many Marvel movies that mm-hmm. have been out in, in the last few years. Um, so, I, you know, I liked the general concept. Some of the characters were really interesting. I think the acting across the board was, was excellent. Um, but this is also kind of a nasty piece of work. <laughs> I feel like it tries so hard to be profane that it kind of bothered me. Um, it, the violence is is extreme. There's there's gore. Um, yeah, I just I didn't like that aspect of it. Um, but it uh, I will admit that it was very easy to binge watch. I mean, as soon as one episode was over, I was ready to <laughs> to dip into the second episode. So I don't know. It it, it did something right. It it kept my interest. Um, but yeah, I just have I just have mixed feelings about it, and the, kind of the tone that it carries. I, I, what did you think? <laughs> um, I'm like you. I think I liked it maybe a little bit better than you, but mm-hmm. um, it did. It's not completely my cup of tea, and I don't normally watch something like this. I mean, something like this oftentimes will turn me off. The how it sort of revels in the profane and the violence. Uh, and the, the, you know, like you say, it's trying to shock you, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I find that to be a turnoff a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But I was invested enough in the storyline 
um, to keep coming back. And it, and they end the episodes for the most part, you know, pretty pretty well. You know, they may not be true cliffhangers in the sense of the term, but they do leave you think they leave things dangling enough. You're like, oh wow, you know, I'm curious now to mm-hmm. to know more. You know, um, and I think one of the things that helped. Uh, was I mean you mentioned the acting earlier that was good and it was even from there's some people in here who I'm not familiar with at all mm. but everyone was you know they, they stepped up right you know they did a really mm-hmm. good job and Jack Quaid who plays Huey who's like the protagonist mm-hmm. um, he's just really um, he's he's just really endearing I think um, at least the way he played it and Jack Quaid I should stop and say is the son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan yes so there's that um, but he's really good it's funny Carl Urban is in this Carl Urban has been in lots of things but I think it's probably right now probably most recently well known for playing Dr. McCoy in the Star Trek movies reboots mm-hmm. um, he's in this and he's also like a, a big main character I didn't really like his character as much though I really I, I didn't yeah. um, not even as an anti-hero but you know he's in this um, Anthony Anthony sorry Anthony Starr uh, plays Homelander, who is sort of their Superman-ish type character, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd never heard of this man before. And every, I'm sorry, but every episode I was watching, and this is you know ageist of me, and I say this myself as a 43 year old, but <laughs> he was looking a little like I'm like, wow, so do they ever retire superheroes? Because <laughs> I, I I thought you know he's looking he's looking like a early middle aged man. And I looked him up, and he is. He's 43 right now. Okay. Um, but that being said, <laughs> he was really great in this role. Um, and uh, there were some other people. Oh, Chase Crawford, who plays The Deep, who is another superhero, who's, you know, sort of like their Aquaman type. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Chase Crawford is, is a handsome man, all right? <laughs> uh, so his character is not necessarily uh, that great of a guy. Although I think later on, toward the very end, they do give him a scene, I think, that sort of plays to maybe make him a little sympathetic, um, <laughs> if that's possible. But there's there's an actress in here who's one of your favorites, and I'll let you talk about her. So. Oh, yeah. So Elizabeth Shue is in this movie. And I've been a big Elizabeth Shue fan ever since, well, The Karate Kid, but then Adventures in Babysitting, which was her first big starring role. And she was... Marty McFly's girlfriends in the Back to the Future movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or at least in... One of them, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I always love seeing her show up in a movie. And this is kind of a different role for her. She's evil, kind of. She's mm-hmm. So we didn't talk about how these superheroes are kind of owned and managed by a corporation. Mm-hmm. The Vought Corporation, I think mm-hmm. is the name of it. Um, they also happen to, like own a, a media station so you know they kind of control what gets said about superheroes through their um, through their t- uh, news channel and it's just one of many kind of illusions and connections that it not too subtly makes with our current world and our current political climate and our economic climate I mean you mentioned one of the superheroes is named Homelander. So, I mean, there's just a lot of a kind of... And he gives a speech similar to George W. Bush at one point. Yeah. So it, it's all very... Not very subtle. Um, it, it's nice that they're, you know, trying to make some points, but um, not very subtle. Um, but 
anyway, Elizabeth Shue is quite good, <laughs> quite good as the, um, I think she's actually a vice president of this, this company. And, uh, and her relationship with Homelander is very interesting. One of mm-hmm. the more interesting kind of relationships in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's great to see. Another um, of my favorite performances was from another woman. I think Erin Moriarty is her name. She oh, plays yeah. Starlight who to me was literally a bright spot in this in this show. I mean, the show is a very, very dark comedy mm-hmm. and very, very dark sometimes. Mm-hmm. But she was like, you know, almost naive in her innocence and in her willingness to do good. She, she was very much the moral compass. Yes, uh, for show. sure. Yeah. So, I, and I thought her performance was really good. I mean, she, she managed to play that character and not make it seem trite or, you know, um, unbelievable. She was, she was, yeah. I really liked her. So, yeah, I think really the performances was what kind of saved this for me and kept me watching. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the, how it's kind of, you know, dark and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's funny, I was talking with a friend, uh, uh, our friend Tony, um, about this because he watched it and uh, really, really loved it. But one of the things he said was, you know, he loved it, you know, it was so dark, it was perfect for 2019. <laughs> and uh, I kind of pushed back on that just slightly. And, and, I mean, unfortunately, yes, I do think that, you know, if, if you were going to emulate, you know, and sometimes art does that. I feel like sometimes art can just be a mirror to what's, you know, happening or in, in current times or mm-hmm. an allegory. Mm-hmm. I feel like oh, also art can sometimes elevate um, what's happening or, or ele- show us maybe um, a different path or how things could be, you know, how we could be, you know, our better selves. Sure. And I feel like um, maybe that's, I, I crave that more right now in these, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote dark times. <laughs> uh, I, I want that a little bit more for my art than just kind of showing me a twisted mirror view of how messed up the world is. Mm-hmm. I, I admit, I mean, there, there's certainly room for all of that, in, you know, out there in, in the world of art. Um, but, you know, that was something that, you know, when we were watching this, like, you know, we talked about how we were sort of compelled to watch it. That certainly was, you know, and it gets a lot of points from me for that, for being, you know, um, compelling. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was not at all. I did not feel at all like it was escapist. Uh, I felt like you know, you know, the, the, like wow, this is just kind of diving into some dark ass stuff. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree with you about Aaron Moriarty. She's really good. And I agree with you too about Jack Quaid. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Jack Quaid. Yeah. Um, he he was very endearing, and he's kind of like the regular guy. <laughs> he's the one I think that we're supposed to identify with and he's kind of our entrance into this world because you know we can't it's hard to identify with the superheroes and even you know the the group that's kind of fighting against the superheroes is kind of hard to identify with them too they're Mm -hmm. so kind of Mm anti-heroes but yeah he's kind of a normal guy who finds himself in this extraordinary situation and Mm -hmm. um, yeah I thought he was a good character and and, and a good a good focus for the for the series I will say I thought that the I don't know if you agree with this, but I thought the first half of the series was a little more engaging than the second half. I kind of, I don't know. It just seemed to have more of a 
a narrative uh, punch in the beginning, and then it kind of fizzled out a little bit um, near the end. I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't satisfying, but it it just didn't quite carry through the possibilities. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I would, just me personally, if I'd break it out in the first half, second half thing, but I will say that the last episode, episode eight, uh, and I knew going into it, you know, Amazon had renewed it already for a second season. Mm-hmm. But um, um, as we were into episode eight, I kept looking at my watch. <laughs> and I kept thinking, like, because I was, I don't know, I wanted more wrapped up than what mm-hmm. was actually wrapped up. They left a lot of things dangling. Yeah. And as, that, as the episode progressed, I sort of just kind of had to acclimate myself to the reality that, okay, so this is what they're doing there, you know. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's interesting. Some... Some TV shows, just even ones you know with continuing storylines, sometimes they will end a season, and it's almost like, wow, did they did they not expect to come back, you know, or mm-hmm. or, or what? Because it seems like it's wrapped up fairly well. And then other shows, <laughs> and sometimes shows have been caught off guard by this. Some shows will end a season, and hardly anything's wrapped up, and it's supposed to lead straight on to the next season. And then sometimes those shows get canceled, right. and you know. Things left angry, but this one, you know, it's coming back for another another set of episodes, and it certainly comes across that way at the end. Yeah. Um, which, sure. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by the last episode. I, the direction that it took was a nice surprise, I thought. But you're right; it did leave a lot dangling, and you know, we we talked about the deep earlier. I feel like his his story just kind of was kind of not finished. So it's funny you mentioned him. I'm worried about him because, you know, and I fully admit a lot of my willingness to sympathize with him is because he's cute. But, um, you know, he's a jerk early on in the show. Yes. And I think toward the end, I mean, he has, you talk about about some dark humor. He has a couple of instances where he's really trying to say some, some, you know, tries to say a dolphin and And a lobster. lobster. And he cannot, those always end badly. And you feel bad for him. And you feel bad, especially for, like, the dolphin and the lobster. Um, and it's played for, like, really dark laughs, right? Yeah. Um, and that, and I, I mean, do. you can't help me. As jerk though he may be, you can't help but sort of also acknowledge, you know, it's this aspect of him that's mm-hmm. trying to do that. And then, like I said, there's a scene toward the end of the, sh- of the season where, you know, he's really, I mean, um, you know, someone treats him really badly. Mm-hmm. And you can either probably look at that, it's like, sweet revenge based on how he's acted in the past mm-hmm. or maybe that but also mixed with you know sort of humanizing him a bit um, but then I think maybe the last scene we see of him mm-hmm. he's like shaving his head mm-hmm. I was just reminded of the Shane character on The Walking Dead because when the Shane character shaved his head in one of the episodes that was the start of him just going completely like um, mental oh dear and, and yeah so I'm worried about the deep now okay so I want to bring up something um, that made me uneasy for actually a fair bit of the season. I don't know if you caught this at all. So, you know, I'm doing this, you know, we're two gay men talking about the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's talk, we're talk, they show the superheroes and how, you know, they project one image, but they're a little another. And, and then also um, so it talks, they bring in some politicians um, into this, excuse me, into this as well. And more than once, I mean, maybe even more than twice, the way that it's shown how deviant some of these people are 
is like that they're homosexual. Like you'll see like here's a picture of you know a superhero and they're out I think with uh, at a club with another guy in a very you know kind of sexualized situation or a politician the way they get him to um, agree to support like putting superheroes in the military is to uh, kind of catch him in bed with who what he thinks is a woman but it turns out to be a shapeshifter and it shifts mm-hmm. into a man mm-hmm. there's that scene and he's like blackmailed with that and yeah they talk about how he's from Oklahoma and like what the, it would be cool with him being gay out there or mm-hmm. you know, maybe pretending gay or whatever but there's a few instances of that and I kept it was always couched in the fact that well these people are being hypocritical mm-hmm. but yet every time you turned around them being gay or the pretext of them being gay or is is used to show how bad they are or whatever and I don't I was just sitting there like hmm I, I don't know what I think about that and then it all culminates in an episode where uh, Starlight uh, Aaron Moriarty who comes from a religious background she goes to a big religious festival and mm-hmm. she's supposed to make her big superhero you know, a conservative values speech there. Mm-hmm. And there are tents there that have, you know, marriage of one man and mm-hmm. one woman mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And she denounces a lot of that. And she makes, you know, some very inclusive statements. And I think that that kind of quelled my, my fears. But I will say, for a long time, I, I wasn't quite sure where they were trying to land with some of this stuff. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. It, it didn't... It didn't bother me so much because it was, in both cases, um, well, at least in the case of the superhero who, um, you know, is photographed in a, you know, gay relationship. Um, in, that, in that case, it was exposing his hypocrisy because he was a very um, out, outspoken religious bigot, basically. And um, so that was kind of exposing that. And then with the, yeah, with the senator, they did, you know, I think the senator even says, you know, hey, in this day and age, it's, it's no big deal. And they're saying, yeah, but you're from Oklahoma, where it still is. So, it, you know, framed in that particular way, I guess I would prefer that, you know, homosexuality not be used as a, as a means to blackmail someone. But, you know, at least, mm-hmm. at least it was calling them out for their hypocrisy, I guess. Yeah. But, but I, I, I get your point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of that were, I, I don't know if you want to call them cameos one was a cameo one was a slightly more featured role but a couple of actors I don't know we don't, I feel like we don't see it very much or as much these days uh, that were in this uh, Billy Zane oh yeah you know. as Billy Zane right he was yeah, playing yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Haley Joel Osment oh yeah who you know was from the kid from The Sixth Sense um, and I don't feel like we see a lot of him these days maybe I just I'm not looking in the right places but um, he was in here for a couple of episodes and had an interesting role and rather pivotal role I think too yeah 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 um, yeah there's a lot of different actors and actresses in here that uh, you know that add good uh, <laughs> add good value also. yeah for sure alright so out of 10 what do you give this I'm gonna give it a 7.5 wow so you give it a little higher than I do oh really <laughs> so uh, I give it a 7.2 um, so our score is a 7.4 and it is on the tomato meter. It's at 81% certified fresh from critics mm. and then a 94% uh, audience score. So, you know, people like it. 
Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I would say definitely watch it. Just be aware that it is very adult in its themes, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you, Phyllis. Thank you. Bye.